Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Praise the Lord's Podcast. And welcome to the program, people. We are on the second episode of List Week of 2022 uh, from yours truly, the Lores. And this episode is the worst albums of 2022 because, like I said, negativity sells. So why not keep on going with the negativity? My negativity, because remember, these are all my humble opinion. Whether you agree, disagree, that's nice. It's the beauty of this. Um, thank you, thank you. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, the top top 15 worst albums of 2022. Um, yeah, unfortunately, you guys have made this list, guys, gals, you know. Yeah, and um, I'm going to let uh, a legend kind of uh, tell you where we uh, are going. Yep, and here we go. We are right out the gate. Here we go. Number 15. This came out at the end of 2021, but I figured going into 2022, we had enough time to digest it, and that's Roddy Rich's Live Life Fast. Um, I'm actually a little disappointed that this made the list, and I'm going to tell you why. I was expecting more because of Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial, which was a pretty good album in all. In my opinion, I mean, it had the box on it and it had a lot of really good collaborations on it. But Roddy, to me, on this one fell short, unfortunately. Um, it didn't live up to what, um, please excuse me for being antisocial, was. Uh, he's had a couple of underwhelming features lately. And yeah, it was just an unfortunate uh, release, you know, and. I, 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 you know, he's got the talent, so it's not like he can't get up from this, in my opinion. But I just, you know, the first track, it sampled um, Rick Ross and Kanye West, Live Fast, Die Young, which is a fantastic cut on Teflon Don, Rick Ross's best album, in my opinion. Um, sampled that. And then, you know, just a couple of underwhelming features. He had an underwhelming 21 Savage feature, um, an underwhelming future feature. Takeoff was okay in his. Um, I know Jamie Foxx was included, but didn't really contribute much. That would have been nice to hear, but it was just really just more of an underwhelming album, unfortunately, and it comes in at number 15, Roddy Rich's Live Life Fast. Then coming in at number 14 um, is Black Bear with In Loving Memory. Now, I'm just getting really tired of all of this pop punk aesthetic, and I've been saying this. And I will continue saying it. Keep just staying in your lane and what you're good in. I get experimenting. And then sometimes you can get diamonds in the rough, really, that are pretty dope. Uh, this was not dope from Black Bear. And I, you know, I like Black Bear. I think he pens a pretty good pop hit. Um, but In Loving Memory was just not a loving memory for me. <laughs> um it, it just he's just not working to his strengths here. Um, he had a shitty collaboration with MGK on here, of course. You know that's that seems to be the going rate for these two lately, um, making really crappy pop punk music. And uh, yeah, no, um, you know, I, I just I really hate this pop punk trend. 
Um, this is, um, I'll play a snippet of it if you haven't heard of it. It's I Don't Love Me. That's the title of it. It's just, ah, it's just plain, man. Ugh, it's such a shame. You know, you got good pop punk bands. You know, you got your classics, and then you got up-and-comers. Like, I fuck with this one pop punk band that's out here in Florida, Magnolia Park. Like, they're doing their thing. Like, that's good pop punk. But this is just commercialized and just biting off of everything, really, and just biting off that sound and, uh, unfortunate black bear who's kind of an industry veteran right now just is doing that um but he comes in you know just kind of stick to your strengths and this was not a strength coming in number 14 black bears and loving memory and then coming in at number 13 you know this band vegas's own imagine dragons and uh this is actually memory mercury act one and two act two dropped this year act one was last year but now we're putting it all together and then all together you've got 102 minutes of imagine dragons would you imagine that uh i mean it's 102 minutes of imagine dragons what else can i really fucking tell you you know um you know they've had their hits demons uh thunder thunder I, I i hate that song personally and then radioactive was good when it first came out i thought so but you know it's whatever um yeah so 102 minutes of this crap uh bones is uh the big headliner on this one um god it has almost 500 million plays on fucking spotify that's crazy but uh, here it is. And then you also got that JID feature, which is... I don't know. Everything they released just kind of sounds the same, too. And then, like I said, they had um, they had a JID feature on Enemy from the first half of the record, which honestly was a very underwhelming JID verse. I get it. Maybe it's a crossover. It's for a soundtrack. I believe it was for. Um, but... Jid didn't sound as sharp as there. Kind of sounded like Kendrick in a way. And not really a good Kendrick. Even if this was Kendrick, it would be a bad Kendrick verse too. It was just a very underwhelming verse. And a very underwhelming, boring Imagine Dragons album. 102 minutes of this crap. You know, good good, good for you if you want to listen to that. But, you know, that, that ain't for me. 13, Imagine Dragons, Mercury Act 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, boys. All right, coming in at number 12 is um, a rapper that's been out this year that I've been seeing talked about. It's uh, Yeet. Um, I can't say I fuck with him. I think he kind of sounds like a Travis Scott ripoff. Travis Scott at least makes really good trap music um, and is, you know, not a legend per se, but he's slowly getting there and he's a very big influence on a lot of people. Uh, but to me, Yeet just kind of sounds like him. And that's, uh, this was the second project of the year and this is called life. Um, he, again, just sounds like a Travis, uh, Scott ripoff, nothing memorable. Here's a cut. It's called out the way. And I, you'll hear it. And why I think he sounds like Travis Scott. I hope you could hear it. 
that's all I got. Yeah, I made money, my thought that that was for that money. I love instrumentally, vocally, very much sounds like Travis Scott, and it's a shame, you know. But coming in number 12, uh, Yeet Life, just very nothing memorable, honestly. Then coming in number 11, this one hurt because I fucking loved his verse on uh, last year um, off of uh, Donda. Uh, and that is Fabio Foreign coming in with uh, Bible. This was, I guess, his major label debut, and he didn't hit it out the park, unfortunately. Aside from City of Gods with Kanye and Alicia Keys, which is a fire track, he just kind of to me proved that he's much he's a much better feature rapper if that makes sense and a singles rapper not one who can kind of put together an album but has some hot features and really good singles that come out but as a whole album it's just it's very underwhelming he had good guests on there like i said he had kanye alicia keys he had asap rocky lil yachty um casey you know like he had a couple people and then um, I don't know. It was just a very underwhelming, and I thought I was going to like it, and then it just proved to me that he's so better off being a feature rapper and a singles rapper. Some people can do it. Some people can't, you know, put together an album, really. Um, he sampled a, um, a classic uh, Destiny's Child song on one of them. The beginning sounded good, and then you, you hear him come in, and it, it just it didn't mesh in my opinion. Yeah, see like you know that that's a that's a classic. And he's got, you know, the the trap, the trap aesthetics on it, which is dope, but it's just I don't know, man. Just ain't for me. It's unfortunate. You know, I'm maybe it gets better. Just right now, I guess, you know, starting off just right now is not um, good in terms of the um, the album aesthetics. So coming in, number 11 is Fabio Foreign's Bible. Uh, but I do recommend check out City of Gods if you've never heard it. Um, really good cut. Um, we have now reached our top 10. Um, top 10 of uh, mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all right, coming in, number 10. Um, disappointed me because the first version of this album was good, and that's Calvin Harris's Funk Wave Bounces Volume 2. Just very underwhelming collaborations, very underwhelming production, very boring. And the first, I remember the first single was with 21 Savage, New Money. Um, he had 21 rapping about, um, weed smelling like armpits, and, um, yeah, kind of went downhill from there. Just very underwhelming collaborations. He had Busta Rhymes, which I think was my least favorite on here just because Busta does not fit the beat that Calvin uh, provided here. It's called Ready or Not. I know it's like a fun cut and everything, but it's just it doesn't mesh together. And then that's just one of many underwhelming collabs on here. It's a 14 track album. Nothing really stands out again, you know. I mean, the Dua Lipa cuts whatever called Potion. I think uh, Young Thug was in that as well. That's whatever. But it was just so disappointing only because of how good the first one was. And the collabs just didn't hit. 
it, that's just the unfortunate part. Um, yeah, coming in uh, number 10, Calvin Harris's Funk Wave Bounces Volume 2. Then coming in at number 9 is legendary rock band uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. They released two albums this year, and this is the first one. This was Unlimited Love. Um, it's kind of a mess all over. The songs all kind of sound the same. There's one called Not The One, and I think it's fitting because this was not the one album that is uh, good. <laughs> the other one was uh, fairly decent. Um, Dream of the uh, Canteen, I believe. Again, I'm probably fucking up the name again because I did that in the last podcast. Return of the Dream Canteen, that's what it was. My apologies. I had to get it right because it was bothering me because I knew when I was re-listening to it, I fucked up. But... Uh, this one was Unlimited Love. Just really all sounded the same. Underwhelming Chili Peppers album. And, you know, they got legendary cuts, you know. Uh, this just was not one of them. Um, yeah, coming in number nine, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Unlimited Love. Then coming in at number eight, um, not because he was canceled and everything like that. It's just because... Everything he's released since his breakout has all sounded the goddamn fucking same. And that's the baby with uh, Baby on Baby 2. Same flow, same flow, same flow, same flow. No change up, nothing different. You know, all the same. The only thing of substance from this album really was the Megan the Stallion bar that he dropped in Boogeyman. Um, I'm going to be playing that. Yeah, that's literally the only thing I got out of this. And then if you listen to every song, it's the same flow, same types of beats, not really saying much, and it's a shame. I mean, aside from the canceling part from last year, you know, it's just... And then I know seeing shit online where he was um, giving out tickets at, like, Cheesecake Factory... It's fine establishment, but you're really giving tickets out there. That's kind of when you know you're obscuring into irrelevance. And, uh, you know, he had the highs, you know. I thought he had really good singles coming out. Um, and then, you know, good, pretty decent features. And then just kind of everything fell apart because he just wasn't adapting or changing. And unfortunate. I know that's the knock on him and... Stays the same here. Uh, the baby, uh, baby on baby two, coming in at uh, number eight. And then coming in at number seven, number seven. It's all gonna with uh, DS forever. Again, I'm gonna sound like a broken record. He is a poor man's young thug to me. No substance on this. Boring collabs or whatever. That's, you know, that's, you know, again, Pushing P is one of the worst songs of the year, in my opinion. And this album just doesn't really get better. It's just very bland. Very bland. Like, like cuts like this. Again, you got Metro Booming. You got Wheezy. You got good producers. And it's just, Gunna's voice ruins it for me. Again, it's just not original. You're a poor man's young thug, but thug likes it. You know, I'm glad Gun is free. You know, good for him. Whatever he did, you know. If he snitched, not a good look, but who knows? You know, people talk, so who the hell knows? 
but coming in number seven, unfortunately, gonna DS forever. <sighs> Poor man's young thug. Yeah. Then coming in at number six is someone whose voice is so irritating, and he should stick to the production side because his production is not terrible, and that's Nav with Demons Protected by Angels. Boring vocals, same features as always, underwhelming lyrics. Z, 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 top. Yep, uh, not good. Uh, yeah, unfortunate. You know, you, know, you, you think you're going to get something good out of him. You don't. It's all the same. You know, he released those two albums a couple of years ago, and they all sounded the same, and they sucked. And that's the case here. Uh, yeah, coming in at number six, Nav's uh, Demon Protected by Angels. Then coming in at number five, this hurts in many ways because of the shit that he just keeps on doing to shoot himself in the fucking foot. With all this anti-Semitism shit and all of this crap that he just continues to shoot himself in the foot. And this time we'll be talking musically. Top five now, uh, Kanye West Donda 2. This thing is unfinished. This thing was a fucking ripoff. We had to buy the stem player to fucking listen to it. It's a bunch of bull crap. All the songs are unfinished, and a lot of them had potential, man. Let me tell you, the only official release that came out of it was the X cut, uh, True Love, which is okay as a song. Not my favorite Kanye song. Actually, a decent extentacion chorus. That might be the one positive I'll give him because uh, I don't really give him positives. And then you got Don Tolliver on Broken Road. You got Baby Keem and the Migos on We Did It Kid. Pablo with Travis Scott and Future. Jack Harlow even drops a pretty decent verse on Louis Bags, but everything is not mixed. And then he refused to drop it on streaming. And then he made people buy the stem player for $200 to listen to an unmixed album. So, again, good promo for stem player. Bad for Kanye fans and music fans. It just was a terrible listening experience. Actually, after coming from Donda, which was a good album. All things considered, Donda was a good album. But Donda 2, no thanks. I'm hoping, you know, maybe when he gets the, the head out of his ass from doing this fucking anti-Semitism ignorance, uh, you know, tour that he's doing, really, um, that maybe he can go back and mix Donda 2 and make it sound good or relatively good. Give us something. Give us something, Kanye. Such a shame. Really such a shame. Yeah, coming in number five, Kanye West, Donda 2. Then coming in at number four is the aforementioned Jack Harlow from before. Coming in with, come home, the kids miss you. Uh, I didn't miss you. Everything you've dropped since really what's popping has not popped. You had one decent cut on here with Drake. And again, you're sounding like Drake. And again, Poison, that Lil Wayne song, awful. It's just underwhelming as fuck, man. The features sucked. The lyrics sucked. The instrumentals were not all there. I mean, you got a decent Pharrell beat on Movie Star. Um, but this didn't didn't go this didn't go. Uh, I I don't know. I like the kid. The kid seems cool. Like he seems like a laid back dude and he gets it. It's just uh, maybe he may, got mainstream too quick and they're just trying to harp on it that'd be my guess and 
I don't know. It's everything is diminished on how I see Jack Harlow. I mean, I I got the movie star cut up right here. I know you just hate to see it. Can't imagine being you who I hate to be. Done fake. We don't need condoms. Let's make a genre hot like a sauna. Upgrade your Honda. They quit that. Ah, it's just you know, it's a good for it. I believe Pharrell produced this. It's a good Pharrell beat. It's just not a good. I don't know. He's talented. That's the thing. He could rap. They put him at lyricist of the year, but these lyrics on this album just don't hit. You know, I think he has potential, but just he's got to get out of this, whatever this is. It's unfortunate that, uh, you know, but, you know, he's doing him. This just ain't for me. Jack Harlow coming in number four. Come home. The kids miss you, but I don't miss you. <laughs> Um, number three is, um, I don't get this fucking guy's gimmick. I don't get the gimmick at all. And then I'm kind of seeing videos of him online and people at concerts and, you know, he's just kind of walking off and that's Oliver tree. This one's called cowboy tears. It's just shitty music. I hate the gimmick. Like I said, it was an awful, awful listening session. Again, anything I see drop, I'll listen to, I'll give everything a chance for the most part. Now even country I've given a chance. And this is in the country realm. He's actually experimented in country in this. And it's not good. I mean, I kind of, it kind of hurt my ears. And I think I have a sound that kind of describes how I was feeling when I listened to it. My ears are bleeding. My ears. Yep. My ears were bleeding. Yeah, they, they were bleeding listening to shit like this. It's his voice, too. I know he's a trolley guy, but it's not good music. It, it kind of sounds like if you go into, like, a Pac Sun or, like, um, like a Jimmy Jazz. Not a Jimmy Jazz, but, like, just, like, a Pac Sun or, like, a fucking H&M. And this is the shit they're playing. It's that kind of thing. It's that kind of music. But it's not good. It hurt my ears. And having to re-listen to this just before doing this whole uh, worst albums thing just sucked. Uh, I, I know he said he was retired. I, I hope he means it now because this shit's just not good. It's not good, man. Number three, Cowboy Tears, Oliver Tree. Uh, go plant yourself somewhere else. Um, <clears throat> We have reached the top, the infamous top two. Of the worst of the year. Um, number two. Coming in here. Um, is disgraced R&B legend R. Kelly. Now this is a bootleg. So I obviously it was recorded before. But somebody decided to put out the bootleg of this. And it included um, the I admit it cuts. Where he doesn't really admit to anything. Like he says some really creepy ass shit. Where he was like that he fucked with the younger and the older. And it just, it was, it's creepy to listen to then. It was creepy to listen to now. But then dropped a whole ass, someone bootlegged and dropped a whole ass R. Kelly album called I Admit It. Um, You know, you know, if you, the music is whatever. That's the thing. The music is whatever. You know, he's a, he's a legend in his own right. He has made good. It's just the person he is. Just a disgusting person that he is. 
And this is coming from someone who fucks with Ignition. I'm a Flirt was a good song. He's had good moments. Rick Raw, he had a great um, part in the Rick Ross Speedin' song, which is a really good song. And But just the disgusting things that he's done... And, you know, and then this to come out, it's just kind of puts it back into the eye of the disgusting person that he was. And that's really why it's on here, too. Not saying the music, you know, the music is bad. It's, you know, it's whatever. It's just the person he is. And then just the creepy and disgusting lyrics of I admit it. I know it dropped in 2018, but it's dropped now. It's back into the forefront. You know? And then... 55 minutes of this, of a whole album of R. Kelly. Nowadays, it's just, it's not, I don't know. Again, has nothing to do with the music, has everything to do with the person. Number two, R. Kelly, I admit it. You know, it's just, it sucks that this is why he's in the spotlight again. You know, it's just why he's ever in the spotlight now. Just, I know he keeps fighting these cases, but. Whatever, you know, just you know, pray for those victims that went through all that awful crap. <sighs> but now we have reached number one. The number one worst piece of fucking garbage this year. And that is <sighs> MGK with Mainstream Sellout. And the title speaks for itself. He is a mainstream sellout. This pop punk gimmick is fucking terrible. Every song on here sucked. And I know a lot of it was deep lyrics and talking about his dad and stuff. So I feel for him there. But God damn it, this shit sucks. This shit sucks. I'll go back to this sound again. Yeah, my ears bleed. He does stink, and oh, my God, every song on here sucked. Every single song on here sucked. I could not find a redeeming moment on this thing. And the fact that it sold as good as it did is telling, too. I get maybe people are feeling a nostalgic factor in it. I don't get it. I do not get it. I mean, the the title track of it, you know, it's pretty funny. Um, I'll play it. I just think it's funny. You are a poser. It sucks. I mean, you're basically saying everything that's true. You know this all about yourself, and yet... I don't know, yet they're still paying you because, you know, shit sells. Clearly, nowadays, shit sells in everything. So you might as well just keep this going. And then he said he's going back to rapping. God damn, like just, again, there was a time where I liked MGK. And, you know, the Eminem stuff, I think, had a lot to do with it too. But then if you actually just go back and listen to his catalog, it just hasn't really been that good. This is the creme of the crap, really, this one. Mainstream Sellout is perfect, the perfect title. And then, you know, he features Young Thug and Gun on one. That was so underwhelming. 
Uh, makeup sex with Black Bear sucks. And again, emo girl, fucking garbage. Um, World War Four, and then Little Wayne comes in with, you know, as if Rebirth wasn't, you know, something that we could get rid of in our memories. He comes kind of back into that realm, and it it sucks. Ah, uh, I'm just I'll repeat the same phrases because it's true. It sucks. This whole thing sucked. Thank God that I don't have to listen to this ever again. The only time I had to listen to this was because I like to do this stuff and to talk about music. This is it. This is the only last time, the only and the last time I will have to talk about this putrid album. Mainstream sellout, perfect title, and a perfect way to be at number one, really. You're number one at something, Kels. Good for you. You're number one on the Lord's shit list. (laughs) This is shitty fucking music, man. Ah, but you know, again, shit sells, and uh, yeah, that's uh, the worst albums of 2022. Ah, a beautiful list of shit on the bottom of your shoe coming in. I'll reread 15 Roddy Rich, 14 Black Bear, 13 Imagine Dragons, 12 Yeet, 11 Fabio Foreign, 10 Calvin Harris, 9 Red Hot Chili Peppers. Eight the baby, seven gunna, six nav, five Kanye, four Jack Harlow, Oliver Tree number three, R. Kelly number two, and number one MGK. Uh, yeah, I'll be back with the best though. The list will keep on coming. The best uh, songs and the best albums are coming. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, thank you guys again. Uh, keep on listening, and for the guys who uh, were on this list. Peace.